Take a look at Mandalorian is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. Welcome to Take It Like a Mandalorian. I'm Dando. I'm Guy. And we're here to review Chapter 6 and Chapter 7, The Prisoner and the Reckoning. So apologies, we were away last week. Guy, you were over in Bali enjoying yourself. I was exploring the far reaches of the uh, of the outer galaxy. Yes, I was actually lying by the beach. Lying on the beach in Bali, lying by the pool, having the odd bintang and... Uh, <laughs> What is Bintang like? Bintang is, you can drink a lot of them. Yes. It's a a very watery beer. Um, (laughs) It tastes like beer. And I don't know, I think if you drink enough of them quick enough, you would probably get a little bit of a buzz going. Did did you wear the singlet? I didn't wear the singlet. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I really wanted a selfie of you by the pool with a singlet on. The the lovely Louise was saying, do you want a Bintang singlet? I'm saying... We're still in the getting to know you phase, aren't we, of our relationship? No, no. Wasn't really in the mood for a Bintang singlet. <laughs> Although it did do my ego a world of good to be called boss by pretty much everyone. You, That's great. That was pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to feel it by the end. Maybe one day you'll be the boss at work. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised I'm, you're not already, really. Oh, well, I've got you to contend with, mate. You're, <laughs> you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Christmas? It was very nice, thank you. I mean, I'm, actually, I had to work. Yeah, you're uh, saying that. in the afternoon, but uh, had a nice morning uh, getting together with the fam, eating uh, too much roast beef and ham and all that other good stuff. But yeah. uh, snapped up some nice gifts, a good bottle of the good stuff, and um, a very nice book on Prince. That's oh, come wow. out. Yeah, sort of half written by Prince before he died, and half written by people who sort of picked up the baton after he passed on. But no, I'm pretty happy with that. And how about yourself? I, well, I got really, really spoiled. I got um an upgrade for my pinball machine, my virtual oh, pinball. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's way more awesome than what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really it was already cool. pretty awesome. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like JB vouchers, the usual stuff. I got um Mike Reese, who's one of the Simpsons producers. I got his book. Oh, um, nice. I find that the older I get, I really appreciate a good book for Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I used to, when I was a kid, get a book and go, I'm not going to read this. Like, I would want a video game or something or a Blu-ray, but no Blu-rays this year. I think this is the first time in maybe 10, 15 years I haven't had a DVD or a Blu-ray for Christmas. I tend to find myself sort of waiting till after Christmas and then get maybe the snapping up the sales. Yeah, you get you get a bit savvy as you get yeah. older and like, eh, look, it's nice to get it under the tree, but it's nice to get it for less. <laughs> I remember um, I saw the ad for The Simpsons Season 19 just come out on DVD and I thought... Will I ask my parents to buy this for me at $35 or wait to the Boxing Day sale and get it for $15? Do the maths. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did Elliot enjoy his uh, his Christmas? He, oh, he did and he didn't. So oh. he was, hasn't been well. Um, well we, we all haven't been very well. Um, and he was just in that mode where he was recovered, but anything would set him off. Uh, yeah. And my parents bought him this Jeep. So not a full-size Jeep, but a kid's Jeep. So basically full-size for a child of his, okay. of his stature. And you can sit in it and you put the USB in, play the wiggles through the sound system and he can drive it himself and everything. Sounds better than my car. (laughs) It's better than my car. My car's got a flat tire at the moment. (laughs) But um, he was loving it. He's like, oh, excited and pointing. He jumped in it and then he pushed the button and we didn't realize the volume had been turned right up and he pushed the horn and that just triggered him. And that was it. No more car and that was it for the morning. Went to bed. (laughs) But um, yeah, anyway. He's not quite old enough to appreciate the whole Santa aspect yet, though. I No, I think that's going to take a little while. Yeah, but, um, that's when Christmas really starts getting good. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you can't wait for that. Your eyes just lit up. I um I watch a lot of Christmas movies over the break. 
uh, like in the lead up to Christmas that I hadn't seen before, like Miracle on 34th Street. I've never seen it. Which one did you watch? Because there's a few versions. I know. I watched the, late, the 1994 oh, version. Oh, yeah, the one yeah, with, with Matilda Adam and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and John Hammond as, as oh, Santa. So good. <laughs> That's I was, a good one, yeah. I was sitting there watching it though and I said to Nicola, I keep waiting, him, waiting for him to say, welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> welcome to Christmas. <laughs> welcome to the North Pole. <laughs> um, and we w- watched the Santa Claus for the first time with Tim Allen. Never seen that one. Watch the Staples Home Alone one and two Jingle All the Way. I didn't realize how bad that movie was. That's I, not a good. I movie. I loved that movie as a kid. I watched it and I went. Phil Hartman is fantastic in this. Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying his best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we went through that phase. It was like, yeah, we can put Arnold in comedies. Arnold yeah. works in comedies. Like I think Kindergarten Cop. Arnold works in a very specific kind yeah. of comedy. Twins, you can get. Kindergarten Cop's really good. Junior, don't know about that. Jingle All the Way. It's G- just, Junior's just a weird idea, though. It's like, yeah, pre- pregnant Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very quirky. But the um, the thing about Jingle All the Way is, I didn't realize it was all just about a toy. Yeah, it like, just, like it's just product placement. Yeah, just I, I don't know if Turbo Man, Turbo Man actually ever took off. Well, I looked it up on eBay, and I could only ever find one listing. It's like six hundred and fifty dollars for an inbox Turbo Man. So I don't know whether they made merch for the movie or anything. But... Nor do I. But uh, no, I think I saw Jingle all the way once back in like '96. And you would have been old enough to know better. I was like, I think think it was a contractual obligation at that stage. It's like, you got to review this for the paper. Fine, okay. Uh, Yeah, but um, I didn't realize that Anakin Skywalker as a child was in it. Jack Lloyd, is that his name? Jack Lloyd, yeah. He's a bad actor. Yeah, he's not good. There's one point where he's talking to Arnold and he's trying to recite uh, Turbo Man's. Lines. He goes, it's a toy that can do this. And you can see him like looking off screen, like trying to think of what, <laughs> what his lines are. I'm like, this kid is a bad actor. Yeah. I, I get it. He's just a kid. I apologize. But no, but if there are enough good child actors out there that you can tell a bad one. And yeah, I mean, I think Jake Lloyd was kind of like, I don't know, cute ish. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. But uh... see, I watched Miracle on 34th Street with Matilda and then backed it up with Jingle All the Way. And then yeah. the comparison between the two child actors. Absolutely. I mean, Mara Wilson was just fantastic in Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire and Anna's Matilda and in Miracle on 34th Street. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think something like Miracle on 34th Street, you, you basically build it around who's convincing as Santa and who's a nice child that can play alongside. Yeah. And, you know, they did well with both. I mean, I, I really like Richard Attenborough in, in oh, Miracle. He was on, so, so good. You, you believe him as Santa. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, Mara Wilson was also, you know, Really, really good. And then you see a kid like Jake Lloyd, and you're kind of like, "Yeah, I know we're meant to be anti-bullying and all that kind of stuff, but I think you, I think you deserved it, kid. Between this and ruining the prequels, no. yeah. But you watch the behind the scenes of the prequels of Star Wars. He was terrible. Mm. He couldn't remember his lines, mm. and everyone's like, "There was a really good child actor," and everyone's like, "Yeah, let's hire this kid." And then he went, "Nah, I reckon that kid looks more like Anakin." And everyone's like, "But he can't remember his lines." Yeah. As much as we all love George Lucas for, for justifiable reasons, he made some. Bad moves. He also wrote, I hate sand. <laughs> no one can make that work. I mean, poor old Hayden Christensen. Oh, I mean, he gets it, cops a lot of flack for being a bad actor. Didn't I think, it. The, yeah, you're as bad as good as the tools you're working with sometimes. Yeah. And this guy has shit tools. <laughs> <laughs> Take it like a Mandalorian, chapter six. Speaking of sand. The prisoner. Was it the prisoner? Uh, episode six was indeed the prisoner. I'm going to say this was my favorite episode of the series to date. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. And it, I mean, um, it was just so much fun. Like, yeah. I love a good heist. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think with each episode, they're sort of taking various, uh, I think we've talked about this before, they're taking various genres and just sort of really shrinking them down and giving a nice condensed version of each. And yeah, this was a great sort of. Uh, you know, people on a mission movie, heist movie, breakout movie. I mean, yeah, it was a really good version of it. And I liked how at the start, at the recap, before, you know, it all gets underway, you're getting all these, um, you're getting an indication of 
how dangerous it is for old Mando. I mean, yeah. you know, he can't trust anyone. He's constantly on the run. Uh, he's constantly getting into fights. And, you know, it's like, yeah, times are tough for our boy. I mean, well, just, just in case you had forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I was going to post this at the end, but what do you think about this? Yoda, baby Yoda, Yodito. Yeah. He brings pain and suffering to anyone who comes in contact with him. <laughs> Pretty much. He's <laughs> it's, it's just so adorable and everyone kind of falls for him. But uh, if you're yeah, his you'd... friend, you're in trouble. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> People are dying now Bringing strife to everyone around him But uh, you know Then he'll just sort of Coo Coo or look up He's he's got to get cuter as he goes along as well They're really playing up the the facials of him now Very much so I think Well Getting ahead of ourselves here But I mean I think in episode 7 You sort of see him Strutting along Like he's in Saturday Night Fever Or something Actually, I think I wrote down about an episode, um, uh, something in episode seven saying, Maximum Yodito Cuteness, <laughs> um, which, hang on, that might be for episode 16, but we'll get to Maybe, that yeah. Moment. Well, my favourite facial of uh, Baby Yoda, Yodito, is when he's choking Cara Dune and that... <clears throat> yeah, like <laughs> you can killer. tell he means it. Yeah. <laughs> Just the frown, oh, it looks yeah, so beta-esque. Mm. <laughs> it's so, but so it's, good. it's good because you realise, well, there's a lot of power in that little, uh, little green bod. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. You know, if it gets into the wrong hands, like, you know, the client's hands, God only knows what could happen, so... Now, Chapter yeah. 6 had a lot of um, cameos, didn't it? It did have a lot of, you know... One thing I've written down here is, I mean, I've got exclamation marks all over the page because every time a new member of the team got introduced, the, the, um, well, maybe we should do a bit of a brief... Yeah, let's do it. ...about what this episode's yeah. about. Go for it. Okay, well, yes, the Mando um, realises he's in trouble. He needs a bit of money. I think... Did he give all his money away? He gave a lot of it to... No, he gave the um, the gunslinger's money to the woman in Tatooine, didn't he? That's right, yeah. I'm but, not sure if he... Did he, he what happened in episode five? I don't feel like... He just needs money. I th- yeah, he always needs money. He's, yeah. running, he's running low on funds. So yeah. He needs to take a job. He ends up working with some shady old associates to bust someone out of a prison ship. Um, he, yeah, so it's basically the Mando teaming up with four other sort of low-life bounty hunter kind of characters... All of whom have their own personalities, and all of whom are played by sort of people that you might recognise or that you should know. I mean, um, yeah, one's played by the comedian Bill Burr. If you've got Netflix, mm. you would have seen him on everything. It was really good casting, actually. I don't think I've ever actually seen him in an acting role. But Besides he, Breaking Bad. Was he in Breaking Bad? He was one of the, the henchmen. Oh, gosh, he was too. Yeah, oh. and he was fantastic in it. I stand corrected. What a, what a dope. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I know him primarily, and I think a lot of people do, just as a stand-up. Yeah. And um, he's got that kind of a sonar where he looks like the kind of guy who would talk a lot of shit, isn't afraid of starting a fight, but may not be... He'd, he'd fight more enthusiastically than skillfully. He's someone who really would, you know, wouldn't mind getting into a bar fight, would probably get his ass handed to him maybe Six times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, I, but he's down I, for it anyway. I find... <laughs> exactly right. I find that you can tell he's a bad person, but a part of me would still trust him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a great line in the Tarantino movie, Jackie Brown, who says, you can't trust Melanie, but you can trust Melanie to be Melanie. Yeah. It's like this guy. It's like, yeah, this guy's an arsehole, but I, I can probably, yeah, trust him as far as that. I, out of all this group, I'm going with that guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, um, then the, uh, the guy in the red makeup was like... Who I think it is. Like, you know it's somebody. Yeah. yeah, and it's Clancy Brown, who yeah. was the Kurgan in Highlander and has been in a bunch of stuff. And it was like Starship Troopers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's Kurgan from Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Billions? He has is, a is he in Billions? Big role in Billions. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a, he's a terrific actor. Clancy I, I won't Brown. say who. Just spoil it for you. But big role in Billions. He's really, really good. Yeah. The the woman in the sort of lizardy makeup with the with the vampire tail. I was like, 
That's Tonks. That's yeah. Tonks from the Harry Potter movie. And um, and the guy doing the voice of the droid is this uh, UK comedian uh, named Richard Aoade, who... Um, IT he's, crowd. Yeah, yeah. IT crowd. He's also directed a few movies, written a few books. He's he's a very, very funny guy. So, yeah, it's a really good lineup. And let's not forget Mark Boone. Let's not forget Mark Boone Jr. I've got a story about Mark Boone Jr. You want to hear it? I was going to ask, because I know you hosted <laughs> something with him once, right? I did. Back in, back a few years ago. Oh, back nearly 10 years ago now. Yeah, uh, yeah, long ago. Well, yeah. Sons of Anarchy on TV at this point? Yeah. Oh, maybe it wrapped up. But uh, that or didn't it was just about... ten years ago. I finished. I watched that with Nicola. I've only been with her for eight years. I oh, maybe this was around tw- actually maybe twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. So okay. six or seven. Yeah, years yeah, ago. a while ago. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, Mark Byrne Jr., Kim Coates, and Tito Ortiz. Uh, Tito Ortiz. Yeah, from... UFC fighter. I'm thinking of another one. This is sorry. This is me showing a bad memory. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull a Mitch and pull out my phone. No, that's do fine. I'm doing to Google something for you. Yeah, yeah. The guy who plays Juice on. Uh, Juice. Yeah. On Sons of Anarchy. SOA. Theo Rossi. Theo Rossi. Very nice guy. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Theo. Well, Tito Ortiz is a UFC fighter. <laughs> it was six years ago. My no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they uh, came out to Australia on a bit of a, not a promo tour, but one of those things where, you know, they'd get up on stage and they sort of tell stories about the... Uh, about the show, there'd be Q and A with the uh, with the car with the uh, audience, all that kind of stuff. The show's over. We want to milk it for what we can before it's gone. Very <laughs> much. So. I did one of those with the Sopranos not long ago. Really? Yeah. Who's yeah. The Sopranos. Um, Sorry, slight detour. I think Big Pussy came out. Uh, it was uh, Maltasanti. It was you know Michael Imperioli. A few others. I think there was like That's maybe awesome. three or four of them. And you were yeah. hosting that as well. No, no, I oh. interviewed Imperioli, but this one I'd interviewed Theo Rossi prior to it. Yep. And the guys got back to me and said, "Oh." You seem to handle yourself pretty well, and you seem to know the show. Do you want to, you know, host these Q and As? We're doing one in Adelaide, and we're doing one in Melbourne. And I'm like, oh. <sighs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but um, so it's it's Boone, Kim Coates, and uh, and Theo Rossi. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they've of course done this a while, and I don't think they want to be hanging around with some nerd from Australia. But um, I was smoking cigarette at this stage. Don't do it, kids. It's a bad habit. But um, ended up having a few cigarettes with Boone at the front of the hotel after the show one night. And yeah. he's, he's been to a bunch of movies, you know, it's sort of like, and he, but he also is a bit of a gruff gentleman. I mean, out of all of them, he was kind of like the... The old man. Yeah, I don't know if I want to sort of get on Boone's bad side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, um... He looks like he'd know some people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I said, look, do you, do you mind if I just ask you a few sort of nerdy questions? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he... Made Batman uh, Begins. He was in Batman Begins. He's the uh, corrupt cop he who, was uh, too. yeah, who yeah, um, yeah. he's always shaking down the falafel deal. Yep. I said, "How was it like working with Gary Oldman on um, on Batman Begins?" <laughs> <laughs> he, he did not like Gary Oldman <laughs> <laughs> and proceeded to tell some stories about how just he wasn't a very generous actor to work with and all really? this kind of stuff. Yeah, wow, like, okay. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Carry on. Um, Tell me yeah. the answers I want to hear. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it, look, it's not a great Mark Boone Jr. story, but um, I did like smoking a few cigarettes out in front of a, a hotel in Adelaide with him and hearing, you know, having my illusions about Hollywood shattered. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it was good to see him show up. And yeah, he's always, he, you know, he's just this big, gruff gentleman who always adds value to everything and very convincing casting as kind of the guy who leads Mando into trouble. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I know, just. Um, it was a good dynamic between the two of those as well. I mean, you know, I just love. I just laughed out loud with that line where you know Mando sort of tilts his helmet, looking at him, and like, "What's that look about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone... I remember watching this and I was like, "Don't trust him, Mando. Don't trust oh, him." God, no, don't trust any of these guys. But... <laughs> and yeah, well, I mean, it was a bit sort of. Uh, I was a bit taken aback that they're all taking the piss out of the Mandalorian, or yeah. you know, all really sort of taking shots. And I'm like, 
I don't know if you want to be, you know... Isn't he a, like one of the galaxy's best fighters? They're all saying that. They're all acknowledging that. They're like, wow, this guy's got a really sort of gnarly past. You know well, maybe it's I mean? the chip on their shoulder, though. That I think so, yeah. that none of them can measure up to the Mandalorian. No, <laughs> so no. they're all just, you know, having to go at, you know, what's the name? Tonks are saying, ooh, this is the way. It's like... You don't want to be disrespecting the way, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of back references here to the original trilogy that I appreciate. Actually, the prequel as well. Mm. So when he says I was an Imperial sharpshooter, that means nothing. I wasn't a, a stormtrooper, I asshole. I just love that. <laughs> I love that, you know, they just acknowledge that the stormtroopers had just had shit yeah. aim. They were just lousy and couldn't hit, couldn't hit a barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bill Burr had another one. Um, what, what are you, a Gungan under there? Because, <laughs> yeah, that's Jar Jar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then does a Jar You said no one to take your mask off. <laughs> like that's, they were really, I mean... It's what we've been talking about with the fan service that the yeah. show does. I mean, it, look, a lot of it's obvious, but obvious in a good way. Mm. I mean, that's that's fantastic. They, they acknowledge it's just natural, that, doesn't yeah, it? That stormtroopers can't shoot for shit, no. or that you know, Gungans are kind of the joke of the universe. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I really, really dug it. Did you also see the cameo? Well, you wouldn't know him by face, but the guy that played the um, the worker in the prison. The one that they shot, the human. Yeah. Um, he is the voice of Anakin Skywalker in Rebels and is Clone he? Wars. Yeah. Ah. So that's a little like really layered well, cameo. Another little cameo, well, is the uh, the three X Wing fighters at the end. Yeah. Are actually three directors of the show. One of them is Dave Filoni. Is that where they I knew, I've read those directors in it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think the uh the black guy's Rick Fumiaka. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick, I've mispronounced your but name. I'm we know sure. who you mean, yep. yeah. Yeah, who directed this episode. Okay. Uh the woman was Deborah Chow, who I think has directed previous episodes, and Dave Filoni was the white guy who okay. is uh, you know the co creator of the show. Because I saw them going Yeah, I mean, I don't I think the uh requirements for X Wing fighters is a bit loose. I mean, they had Porkins in the first one, so yeah. I mean he's clearly, you know, pushing maximum density. Yeah. But um <laughs> Like this guy looks a little out of shape to be an X-wing fighter. Oh, he's one of the makers of the show. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> so it's, fu- it's funny because celebrities wanted to make cameos in the new trilogy, like as stormtroopers and whatnot. But I feel like the Mandalorian is now going to become the Star Wars thing that yeah. people want to make cameos in because it's the cool show. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. You have. This is. I have. Well, we'll talk about it on another, on yeah, another yeah, episode yeah, yeah. or another yep. another podcast. But. Uh, I oh, know it's fair to say my reaction's been a bit mixed. I think mostly positive, but a little bit mixed. Yeah. Um, whereas I really enjoyed it for those playing at home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whereas with Mandalorian, I think it's been more and more positive across the board. You have got a few people saying, "Oh, this is just candy for the fans." That's not though. It's, it's not though. Yeah. And I think it's getting more and more love all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, because who's who have had cameos in like the new trilogy? I mean, you've had everyone from Laura Dan- Dern. Yeah, that was a character that was introduced just to have Laura Dern. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, that went from Daniel Craig to re- yeah, reportedly Princes Harry and William. Really? Apparently they were, were they stormtroopers. Apparently were they? they were stormtroopers okay. in one of the one. In, either in, I think they were in this trilogy. I think they were okay. in Force Awakens. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe that's that's a stormtroopers just the easy yeah. cameo because you don't have to show that very face. much. I was like, yeah, yeah it could be, could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I think this is the one where sort of people are going to be. Showing up just a bit more. I can't remember the last time in my lifetime that Star Wars, a Star Wars product has been cool, like a new product. Like since the original trilogy, yeah. when has a Star Wars movie or anything been cool? I think there was, you know, everyone was very, very excited back in 99 when the first trailers yep. hit for the. Uh, I can even for, remember that. For the yeah. I mean, it's been, there's a joke that people were going to see this long forgotten Denzel Washington movie called The Siege just because it had the first trailers for it. Wow, this, is, yeah. this is just, you know, this is when you had dial-up internet and you had to wait two days for it to download. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people would go to the movies and be like, 
they'd you know buy a ticket to the siege, see the Phantom Menace trailer, and then just and it was it. a good trailer, and it was a really good trailer. You're right, but um, I think once the sort of the magic wore off, once people saw the movie, go this this is about trade rats, yeah, it's about tax sanctions. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> um, and then, I remember, I still remember being a kid, and the opening crawl came up. And having no idea what's happening. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I can read these words, but I don't know what any of them mean. That's the thing. I mean, I, I took my girlfriend at the time to see it and she was like, oh, it's new Star Wars. And she's like, yeah, yeah Star Wars is great. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, we walked down and I was going like, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll never see you again. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we had fun while it lasted, babe. Yeah. So, um, no, I think, I'm trying to think if anything else is, I mean, chapter maybe, six. yeah, maybe when The Force Awakens kind of like, oh. Maybe they'll get it right this time. It's, yeah, it's, actually, it's, you're right. When, new, that, when yeah, the Millennium yeah. Falcon came in that first trailer, Absolutely. everyone was hyped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like, oh. But I'm talking once the products come out. Mm. So once Force Awakens came out, a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. I have not heard a single person say they really dislike The Mandalorian. They yeah. point out that they don't like the fact that it's fan service, but they incorporate, like we said, they incorporate the fan service as well as tell a good story. That's yeah. original. Yeah, and I mean, it's. I don't think anyone can doubt that it's a well-made mm. Well-intentioned show, yeah. yeah so, the, the, I think the, the best decision they made was they didn't make it Boba Fett. They didn't just bring Boba Fett back to life for, the, for a show. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think that that would have been fan service. Yes, stuff. like here you go, kids. You yeah, know, you, you wanted Boba Fett. You've been asking for him. Here you go. It's like, yeah, he's this guy's like yeah. Boba Fett, but better, cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit done. <laughs> he would not be eaten by a sarlacc. You, true, he would not just fall off a bar yeah. and like land in a pit with the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, episode six. So we had the bank heist. So they're going to rescue rescue their friend. Now, so, yes. what did they originally tell him? They told him it was um, someone who had been kidnapped, but he'd been arrested. Yes. Yes. So yeah, Mando's sort of getting more and more suspicious as things go along. Him. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's got he pretty much has to take the job, but he's learning more and more as it goes. Like, wait a minute, this isn't what you told me. This isn't what you. Told, this certainly isn't what you. Told mm. me so yeah it's getting more and more sketchy to go yeah. along plus he really can't trust the crew that he's working with all i mean i think i've written written down is like i just can't wait for mando to mess these dickheads up because they're all you know they're either disrespecting him they're disrespecting the way wrong yeah. um or just look shady yeah yeah and, and, like, and they're not a good team <laughs> no no <that's, laughs> yeah they're not really working well together there's a lot of egos clashing all that kind of business it's like a bunch of um Heat, who's the dude with the goatee that tries to escape? It's all Wayne Gross. Yeah. It's a team of all Wayne Gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, not exactly the outfit that you want to, you know, pull off a, you know, high-end heist, not even a heist, a breakout like this one. Because, yeah, I mean, when Mando learns that it's a prison ship, it's like, bit, bit of a big arc. Yeah, don't, I don't think even, we can do don't this. Don't have even I can pull no. this off. And uh, I, when they accidentally or... Yeah, it was an accident. The door came up and Baby Yoda was revealed. I was like, Bill Burr, don't you hurt him? Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, and everyone's kind of like, yeah, everyone's curious about him. But this is the first time I've seen sort of like, well, they haven't like fallen in love with him. I think they're interested in yeah. him. They, yeah, being a bit rough with him. Like, that's that's Baby Yoda. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've noticed that Yoda gets dropped a lot lately. <gasps> yes. Yeah, he got dropped in this one and he got dropped in the next one. I know, and I was... <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've also found that whenever someone besides the Mando is holding Baby Yoda, my heart starts racing. Yeah. I was like, don't you hurt him. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, you've got to be careful with how you hold him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the heist itself was really cool, really well done. Yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, you get to see that uh, Mando lives up to his reputation by you know taking out a squad single-handed. And everyone he proves how good he is, they still dismiss him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, clean up your mess. It's like, he just saved your what, lives. Yeah, what were you doing there? Yeah. yeah thumb up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, and then you knew it was coming, the turn at the end where they backstabbed him. But mm. a part of me sort of thought, maybe they're not... Oh, like, wait, no, he's locked in the room. Yeah. And then he just knew that Mando was going to find a way out because he has to, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. But it was just so great the way he did it, just grabbing that robot, bringing him in, getting the oh, key. Oh, yeah, that was really good. But yeah. um, something I liked as well was that... Um, he was losing a few fights in this as well. Yes, I mean, that's I, what I was going to say. He wasn't just Superman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the Indiana Jones rule of occasionally your hero has got to have his ass handed to him. Yeah, well, I've, I've listened to another podcast and I was saying that's why it works. <gasps> another podcast. Yeah, and I was saying that's why Mando works is because you, he's believable in the sense that he doesn't. He always wins, but he doesn't always win easily. Yeah. I mean, that, um, you know, the character played by Clancy Brown is, Clancy Brown is supposed to be the muscle. You're like, mm. yeah. Is he though? And then it's like, oh no, he's actually really strong, and he's actually really good at fighting. He picked up that robot and just threw it away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, it was good that Mana could first of all hold his own in a fight with him, but yeah, looked to be going down. I mean, so it was a pretty neat way that he bumped off that guy in the end. Yeah. You know, with the door sort of lowering, I was like, oh no, he's actually going to get to this one. Not that one. (laughs) (laughs) But it was also clever in the sense that, well, I thought that guy was dead, but you never actually saw him kill the other people. Because that's against what Mando's yeah. beliefs. Yeah. Oh, I saw that at the end when you realise, oh, he's actually just locked them up. He hasn't yeah. killed them all. It's like, Mando being too nice here. I, 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 <laughs> well, they did try to kill him, but that would still go... It's like Batman. Would Batman kill them? True. Good point. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the, I think they did enough in this episode to establish, you know, the Mandalorian sort of bona fides of someone with a you know pretty dark past. Yeah. He sounds like he... You know, didn't hesitate to pull the trigger back in the day. He had a love whether, whether back he, in the day. What's that? Had a love interest back in the day as well. Actually, yeah. 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 But for him to sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe Udito's been a good influence on him. Maybe he was mellowing even before that. But yeah, that he's sort of, not seen the error of his ways, but he's trying to be a bit more chill about uh, the way yeah. he operates now is a nice move. He did, he did pretty much bring the demise of Mark Boone's character though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was a nice touch. Without having to do it himself. Yeah. It was very, very clever. <laughs> What's that, yeah, what's that line in Batman? He's like, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when I saw those X-Wings arrive, my God, I just marked out. I was just like, <laughs> that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of um, a lot of the you know, sort of shout-outs to the old, uh, the original trilogy. I mean, just that little... Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is... Does it make any other noise other than that? I think I that's the only... It's like Jawas only make one sound as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, a really, really fun episode. It was, was. A, it was a, it was a good episode. Yeah, I mean, and did it move the story along much? Not a whole lot. Not at all, really. No. But and I've actually had a couple of people wait telling me that they went off the Mandalorian because they were sick of the story not being progressed. They were like the first three episodes were telling this story arc, and then it was just became Mando and Yoda on adventures. Yeah, and I get that. I but I still like that. And I'm, which is why episode seven had to go back to yeah the story because if they kept going the way they were going, it sort of would have become well I can miss this episode because nothing's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, pretty much. And look, it's probably the the whole season's probably only got like four episodes with no. the story. Oh, with the story, I think yeah. four episodes left. It's only one oh episode. no, 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 yeah, no. yeah, it's got like four episodes, maybe five episodes worth of actual story, and the rest is four episodes of fun, kind of padding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, but but comfy padding. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just think the Star Wars this this Star Wars really suits this format. And we get it with episodes mm. like this. Episode four was very similar. Didn't really yeah. progress the story too much, except we saw that people are still coming for Baby Yoda at the yeah. end of that one. But still, yeah, this one was my favorite by far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, chapter seven. This one, I would say, is the darkest episode of the series. I so would far. say so as well. Yeah, the one thing I've written down here is, well, not one thing, but yeah, I've written down bummer ending, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A really, really sad ending. Mm. I, was, um, I, was, I was beginning to like Quill. 
Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and I mean, the Blurgs um, as well. It was a, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of character depth packed into not much sort of time. But I mean, yeah, you you got a real indication from the way the character sort of told his story, and he wasn't bearing his soul completely. But you got an indication of how much it sort of wounded this guy's pride to have been sold into slavery. And the pride that he took in sort of being able to work his way or earn his way out of that. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he's living his life on his own terms and he didn't want to be beholden to anybody. And if he was going to get into a cause or be drawn back into a fight, it was going to be for the right reasons and his own term, on, yeah, yeah. on his own terms. So, you know, I thought that was really, really well done. I think he worked for, for the Empire three human lifetimes or something. Something along yeah. that. Yeah, which is... A long time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a, re- it was a really nice touch. Yeah, and you can tell... He's a kind person. Like he found IG eleven, yeah, and bought. So we bought that. This is the thing at the recap at the start. I kind of was annoyed, but it wasn't. I didn't like the fact that, and they do it all the time on every other show. They bring up characters that you haven't seen for like five or six episodes, and you're like, ah, oh, well, that's sort of spoiling the fact that he's going to be back in this episode. So yeah. they show Quill and IG eleven and all that, and IG eleven is now apparently good. Mm. But my theory is, was he the one to shoot Quill? Ooh. Was he standing on the ship? Because he left. Ah, true. You, you what? You, you think the uh, the guys on the speeders didn't catch up to him in time? No. Oh, that's that's a pretty interesting twist, man. I didn't consider that. That's nice. Because we don't see him for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's something I hadn't considered. But yeah, very they, very possible. Because they play up the whole episode. Can you trust this robot? Can yeah. you trust this robot? And yeah, for the most part, he's. Mm, It'd be an ironic yeah. ending for that robot to be the one to kill Quill in the end. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Given that. Uh, yeah, Quill tells that whole story about how he sort of how we rehab, which was essentially. sweet. It was really, it was really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it just showed that this character is has you know got heart and soul. Yeah, Quill, who um, you know sort of is willing to see the best and the uh, and the potential in yeah. everybody. Yeah, and t- and, and take the t- and, and take the time to uh, to to bring that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was yeah. Oh, and if oh, if that's the case, oh, dude, you've. But I made think, the episode even more of a downer. <laughs> but I, I think don't be surprised if that gets revealed in the next episode. I, mm. I would prefer if that's what happened than just some I think random that, scout troopers just shooting him on a bike. I think that yeah, that would be a really nifty, nifty development. Yeah, yeah. Well played, Dando. <laughs> I, I just think it'd be a good, um, a good foe for the Mando. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it would sort of bring things full circle from yeah. the uh, from the first episode as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what have I written down? Here? How can you use Yodito as bait? Oh, <laughs> yes. At the very, <laughs> the very start. Jesus. Yeah, particularly when you sort of see him, as as we said earlier, he's. Walking along with his little strut. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's so adorable. I'm <laughs> um, Cara Dune returns as well. Cara Dune as well. And, and Gina's no, doing a fantastic job. Yeah. If you, and if you're going to cast Gina Carano, at least give an opportunity to let her actually do some, you know, throw some punches, which yeah. she does here. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the, yeah. She's genuinely. And the reason you can believe her as a badass because she is a fucking badass. In yeah, her life. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at her, look at her fight, and it's like, yeah, this doesn't really look like sort of screen fighting or stage no. fighting. This looks like the kind of. Throw a cage throw. around it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it looked like the kind of punches you throw to actually hit somebody and hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, good to have her back. Good and yeah, I mean, I think she's a yeah, really good uh, companion slash colleague slash yeah comrade. She, she, she's there to point out. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, she's very. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trademark line of the Star Wars franchise, and she's the one who gets the yeah pretty much say it if she's not actually saying it. I will but, say we get that in the Rise of Skywalker. And I won't tell you who. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Looking forward. Um, so, to give the listeners a gist of what happens in this episode. Okay. Well, we've got. Um, yeah. Well, Mando's on his ship. Mando is on his ship. He realizes that uh, he is, you know, just going to be continually hunted by uh, 
well, basically the anyone, yeah, anyone who uh, wants to make a little coin for uh, mm. picking him up, and and of course snatching back your data. Um, he he gets the message from uh, from Carl Weathers, doesn't he? That he uh, cargo. Now, was this message that Zero in Chapter Six found? And he goes, "That's interesting." I think so. Yeah, and but he didn't clearly didn't get all of it. But now we've yeah, because it was sort of patching in and out and or, or you know phasing. Or did out. he get all of it? And that's why he was trying to kill Yoda, the the droid. Maybe he was able to sort of discern enough from maybe, what he got. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Because I mean. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that the droid would be kind of well. It's like they say in this episode: they're as good as they're as good as bad as anyone who as whoever programmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't really be you know disrespecting them just because they're droids. I yeah. Mean, yeah, judge them on their character. Not exactly. On their, yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's got some pretty important life it's like, lessons. It's like, the Mandalorian, it's like a dog or anything. The way yeah, you train them, a lot of deep stuff in the Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, particularly in this episode, through you know the, the stuff that Quill was saying. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of sort of important messages in there. But we get um yeah Griff yeah. Cave's message message yeah. to say look I'm willing to put like bygones be bygones I know you know you shot me but whatever I want this client dead we need him yeah. dead and you're and the you're man the to, one do to do it do it yeah, yeah. so, so that, yeah that's basically the gist of it he uh, realizes oh, I can't do this alone so he uh, yeah brings back Cara Dune and um, yeah it's on from there that's a it's a bit of a hazardous plot to um, yeah take out the client yep uh, fantastic one again once again oh, in his role. Yeah. Is it Werner? Is that his name? Werner Herzog, yeah. Werner. Can offer you a libation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just sounds sinister. Yeah. He just looks so. and sounds sinister. Apparently, he's a really nice guy in real life. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah. they go back to what's the planet called? It starts with K, I can't recall. Yeah. Um, um, back to the, the original planet from the, the first couple of episodes where Griff Cargo and the Guild are. Mm. And basically, he's got two other bounty hunters there, and they said, mm-hmm. We're going to go there, we're going to use the baby Yoda as bait, and we're going to lure the client in, and you're going to be the one to shoot him. Yeah. And you know you can't trust him. And I sort of feel for the Mando here because in the last two episodes, everyone's turned their back on him except Pretty for much. Kara. Yeah. And Quill, I guess, as well. Yeah. yeah. But this is kind of a no-win situation for the Mando. It's like, you know, he, he's going to have to take this and try to think his way out of it or shoot his way out of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, so he brings Quill, Kara Dune, and the Blurgs. The Blurgs? The Blurgs? Is that what he they're called? Said, they said the Blurgs. Yeah, right? the Blurgs. Pretty sure it's the Blurgs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I like these creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem... Lovable, mm. like when the when IG Eleven was trying to pull the food, I was just like, "What are you doing? You're missing my bowl." <laughs> <laughs> but I really felt for him in that scene coming up. So we'll get to it. We'll skip straight to it. So they're going on their way by foot to the um to whatever the town's called mm. where the client is, and is it not like Mos Eisley? Is it? No, no. Um, and these flying creatures just come and attack them out of nowhere. Yeah. They take one of the blurgs, and I really feel for Quill here because these are his babies, and he's like, "Put her down!" Yeah. Just watching her get taken away. And Griff Cargo gets his arm fucked up, mm. like really fucked up. One of the bounty hunters gets taken away as well. It's yeah. pretty scary shit. Um, but then we learn here that Baby Yoda can heal. So he's yeah. basically E.T. <laughs> he's basically E.T. Right. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, you, I think your is probably going to have more powers than just lifting st- lifting stuff or yeah. force choking Kara. That, that, yeah. that force choke was the best. I know. You, <laughs> you love his little face. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, taking this very that. seriously. Mm. <laughs> You're hitting the Mando. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It shows that he cares and loves the Mando. Though. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll tell you what, that whole thing with the space pterodactyls or whatever you want to yeah. call it, remind a bit of a <laughs> bit of the Riddick trilogy, a bit like Pitch mm-hmm. Black. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of, actually. And uh, it was a bit sort of you know, scary. It was really scary. Way. Yeah, they're... Yeah, no one, no one likes pterodactyls or no, not at night time either. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so Baby Yoda can now heal. Now, I will say. That I'm now, I now understand why they aired this before the rise of Skywalker. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've heard rumors that there might be some kind of connection between the two. Well, let's let's wait until I've seen Rhodes. Yes, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying anything. But um, yeah. Uh, so he can now heal, and this is where Griff Cargo's like, you can tell he's like, oh, the only thing I didn't like about it here. So I've got a note when he puts his hand on me, he goes. He's trying to eat me. I'm like, no, he's not. He's got his hand on you. <laughs> well, that was the only, that's the only time in the history of The Mandalorian that I've watched where I've gone, well, that was stupid. He's trying to eat me. <laughs> What's he going to do? But he heals him. And this is where, uh, yeah, Griff Cargo's like, well, maybe I probably shouldn't be turning my back on Mando. This yeah. little guy saved my life. life. You don't know it yet, um, but he whispers something to the bounty hunters and he they're walking off and you, you can tell the bounty hunters are about to shoot Mando mm. and Kara. And then, bang, bang, yeah. Carl Weathers to, the, to save <laughs> to the, the day. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was cool that now Griff Cargo's on his side. So Amanda's now going to be clear of the guild stuff, but it just gets worse and worse from here, from doesn't it? Very much. By the way, I think this is an example of why you wouldn't want to watch these back-to-back, these episodes kind of back-to-back-to-back-to-back, because there's a lot of getting, there's a lot of people getting shot in the back when they're about to shoot someone. It's like... Yeah, you're right. They're about to shoot... Bang! Yeah. Oh, it turns out the people, the person holding the rifle, the gun got shot by someone behind there. Yeah, yeah. At Look, least this one you saw him shoot. I think yeah. in the first episode, and was it the second episode? No, first episode, the end of the first one, and then the one where they're at that, um, the sanctuary. Is it episode four, mm. I think, where you hear a gunshot and you don't know where it's come yeah. from. Yeah. So it's sort of like. You see, you see it a bit in the yeah, show, but yeah. eh, it's all right. It works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now. Bounty Hunters are dead. Griff Cargo comes clean and says, look, you can kill me now, but you need me, basically. Yeah. Um, you'll never be safe if I'm dead. True. So they they go to, they go to the client's uh, stronghold, try to pull off the plan. They think there are going to be less stormtroopers than there actually are. Turns out there's a lot more stormtroopers than they thought. Yeah. How oh. cool was it when they all arrive on that um, transport at the end? Oh. And there's just a shit ton. And there's like the shadow troopers as well. Is that Yeah, because I was like, black stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you know, they mean business. Here, yeah, yeah. So. But in the meantime, you've got, uh, you know, the client sort of, I gotta say, making fascism sound kind of appealing. It's like <laughs> everywhere the empire goes, prosperity follows. You know, we've had peace for a very long time on their terms, admittedly. But it's like, what have we got now that the empire is gone? I've got and here the, the client has a point. Not great since the revolution. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fascism, but you know the trains run on time. Yeah. So <laughs> and then, um, well, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, gets shot not by. Um, not, by, not by our guys, but uh, yeah, by this yeah, squad of a uh, Moff Gideon. Sh- yeah, by his, well, and his Moff Gideon's him. crew. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you call them? Shadow Troopers. Shadow Trooper. Shadow Troopers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Moff Gideon, played by Giancarlo Esposito, aka Gus Fring, who is good in everything he does. Good in everything he does. Very good in this. Yeah, doesn't yeah. have to raise his voice or anything it's like that. Like two just or like, three lines, and you're like, yeah, this guy's gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like he's rocking a little Hitler mustache as well. So, yeah. yeah, just in case he didn't get the point. The Empire's pretty bad. But um, <laughs> great, and like, great, um, what's the word? Like, building up the sense that will Quill make it? Will he won't? Will he? Will he mm. won't? And he doesn't, And he doesn't, yeah. That's, that, that was really that, sad. That shot of, you know, little Yodito lying on the lying on the dust and... Uh, just yeah, scooped just this, up and taken away. Yeah, and just our, our dead friend who's, you know... And his little blurg next to him, dead as well. Yeah, but, you know, went out, but went out like a hero, let's yeah, say. But, yeah, but still, yeah, very, very sad. I mean, it was a, but it was a nice little arc... And look, I won't say this guy was, you know, from, cannon fodder from the get-go. But he was important. He was definitely important. And you definitely felt it when you realised, oh, well, they took him out. Mm. Oh. IG-11's going to be a big player in this show. And he's the reason for it. 
He's I, I, thinking about it more, and you've, you're, you've made your argument very persuasively, Dando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, then. Um, Which leads us into episode eight. Yeah, so what is that called? We don't know yet, do we? We don't know yet. I'm no. re- I haven't been this excited for a Star Wars since maybe Force Awakens, I guess. Yeah. I'm really looking forward no, to this. No, I'm very I keen to this wraps where, up. Where do they go from here? Do they, cause this is the first one to be left on a real downer cliffhanger. Yeah. Do they end the season like that too? Like, Does, does Mando get... Have they, have they announced they're going to make a season two of the Mandalorian? Yeah, well, R- Ryan Johnson's already said that Baby Yoda's in season two. Oh, okay. Oh, nice one, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiling everything for everyone as ever. None. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this season, well, if this season finishes with uh, Moff Gideon sort of taking off with Yodito. Uh, I, uh, I think he, cause he has to be the big baddie for the season two, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, Mando's got his motivation to, you know, get his little guy back by any means necessary. Or does or does Mando get Yoda back, but Cara Dune gets kidnapped or Ooh. something, and she's the only Ooh. one that stood by him. And yeah, and you know, and he's, he's a man of honor, so yeah, he's got to uh, yeah leave no person behind. I don't know. I just feel like Moff Gideon taking away Baby Yoda seems like the obvious ending, and no, this show's done a good yeah, job of getting away from that. It has actually, yeah. I mean, because for the most part, it's sort of you know playing things by the book and and doing it very very well, but occasionally throwing a bit of a twist. Yeah, and um. Yeah, you walk away sort of surprised, or you walk away from the end of an episode going, like the way they handled that. Mm. Keen to see what happens next. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you you make a good point. I'd be look, it would be obvious for season two, or the motivation would be season two for would be to um, you know, track down and rescue little Yodito. But uh, I like the way I like the way you're thinking there, Dando. They still haven't revealed who that person was that found the dead bounty yeah. hunter. Yeah, do we want? We thought it might be Moff Gideon, but, but, uh, but never. Maybe no. But, it and you, you said something about the jingle, jingle of um, it's Boba Fett's jingle. Yeah, but yeah, that could be any bounty hunter. Could do, be another. Could be another Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. They could, you know, be bringing another Mandalorian in for season two. Do they dare end this season with Boba Fett? <sighs> Look, I don't well, want to well, say I'd be disappointed. What are if the they pros did? and cons of that? Con being it, it just seems too obvious and it's yeah. too fan service, but the pros are it's fucking Boba Fett. True. Who I've never been like overly sold on. No, but it might be a good opportunity to sort of learn a bit more about this character's history. And a bit, I mean, because the armor looks very much the same, but is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Or? I don't know if he actually is. Yeah, I mean, well, is Boba I'm sure, Fett I'm sure a we could do a bit of a deep dive into the, into the history and find out what his background is, but. Boba Fett himself is not technically a Mandalorian in Star mm. Wars lore, being instead a clone of Mandalorian Jango Fett. Ah, okay then. So. Yeah. So he's not a Mandalorian, but he's a clone of one. So he kind of He's is. not Coke, but he's Coke Zero. Like, if you're a clone of Gizmo, you're a gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, given we have that history of, of, of Boba Fett, I mean, look, I wouldn't be... I mean, if they can, if they can have a whole movie just bringing back the Emperor... They can bring back Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think. So. I mean, look at it. I think it's quite a bit of sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> a bit of fast, fancy you ha- footwork. You have to show us a flashback of how he escapes. How he gets out of the Sarlacc, yeah. yeah. Because I guess they, if they wanted to go down the avenue, they kind of left the Sarlacc pit not soon after that. So I guess if he was just clinging on and he shot yeah, it down and left. Yeah, if you're sort of hanging on to a tooth or something. They never saw him. His way yeah. Out. yeah. Okay, that know. could work. That I, could work. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah. And we don't have long to wait because the... Final episodes drop what tomorrow? Uh, Tonight, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, usually. Yeah, and, and given that it's it's Christmas time, and I've lost all track of yeah, time. Yeah, so have I. Yeah, today's Friday. I think we're recording Thursday. this on a Friday. It's Thursday, isn't it? Oh, it's no, Friday. It is Friday. Today's, today's Holy Friday. shit! It is. Yeah, th- might be today. 
Could be today. That would be exciting. All right, let's keep our eyes Well, on. I'm not going to spend the day with Nicola. I'm going to sit down and watch the <laughs> Yeah, You had plans to go into Adventure Park. and <laughs> See, this is the thing. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're trying to get your partner who's not into Star Wars, into Star Wars, show them this. Yeah. Pretty good, way to, pretty good way around it. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I think you've, be, you've got a better chance of getting them to get hooked on Star Wars from showing them this than the original movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, even the original movies. But I just don't... I think there's not as much corny dialogue and everything that's in the first movies. That's true. I mean, Plus, look, the special effects are better. and Yeah. Which is nothing against the original movies, but I'm just saying, if you're, just say, for example, Nicola. Well, she, she doesn't mind Star Wars now, but if I had mm. a new, new partner... Doesn't like Star Wars purely because it's Star Wars. Doesn't actually know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. This is the most prettiest and grittiest Star Wars has been for a while. Prettiest and grittiest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a very modern sort of, well, it's a you know, 21st century version of it. So, yeah, you're right. It's got state-of-the-art effects and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's also got a story that would work if it wasn't Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, no, you're right, actually. It's a, really, it's a good way to sort of uh, ease people into it and then you, you, know, then you hit them with the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> right up and then you break up <laughs> <laughs> uh, b- b- before we wrap up I went back and tried to watch episode one the other day hey. and not, I say tried like I, I, I enjoyed it Jar Jar is quite annoying he's very annoying like, I, I always sort of thought I'll leave Jar Jar alone and I watched it and I went oh after two minutes of this I'm done yeah there's a lot of a lot of bad mistakes in the in the prequel so yeah. Phantom Menace and yeah but he's the most egregious of them all it's just what what point do you have here? I mean, no, yeah, I don't get it. And like even the like the the, the chief of staff of his crew, like he's the king of the Gungan land or whatever, they're all just played up to be really silly. Like, yeah. and, stuff. and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I don't know. It's just Jar Jar speaking was too much. Yeah, and I mean, I think I get the feeling there's like, oh no, he's going to be fun for kids. You know, I mean, kids no, that's gonna, what he thought. Yeah, yeah. kids are going to be walking around talking like Jar Jar. It's like. Not even kids are that stupid. No, the kids are stupid. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, why would these two Jedi's care about Jar Jar? Yeah, <laughs> there, there's, there's no indication that he, you know, brings anything to the table with in terms of like, oh, but he's got a good heart and he means what's well. like. No, he's just a straight up idiot. He's just an idiot from start to finish. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you dropped the ball on that yeah. one, George. So, so, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jar Jar fans out there. He's just not good. If there are Jar Jar fans out there, by all means, let us know and you know state state the case for Jar Jar. Case yeah. for the defence. By the way, we have an email now. We do for, for mailbag. Oh. Take it like Mandalorian at gmail.com. Okay, you know what to do. Take Send it like- through your questions. Um, so what are we going to do once the season's wrapped up? Do we just take a year off? I think so. <laughs> yeah, take a break. We don't have to see each other again after no, that. No, no, <laughs> look, I'm pretty sure there's. There's a lot of stuff out there that we can cover. And by all means... Maybe um, Take Like a Mandalorian can become like our Star Wars show. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think there's going to be more... There's certainly going to be more Star Wars yeah. content now and forever. But in the meantime, if you can think of any other programs that you would like us to dissect and discuss... Do you want us to review the infamous Christmas special from 1978? <gasps> I've never actually seen it. I'm, wow, not, really? I'm not sure I want to. Oh, you don't, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny story. So I remember my uncle, he's diehard, diehard Star Wars fan, got me into Star Wars. And this is before you could download and whatnot. And this would be websites where you could buy bootleg oh, copies yeah. of things on DVD. And for Christmas one year, I got him this, you know, never before seen Christmas special Star Wars that never aired in Australia. And everyone's like, it's like really hard to find. It wasn't even on YouTube at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we put it on, we're so excited. And we got about 15 minutes in, and the first like 10 minutes is just people in Wookiee costumes making Wookiee sounds. Yeah. Mm. There's, there's no dialogue. And I was like, we looked at each other like, is one of us going to say it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, that should be fun to go back and check it out. I think that came out at a time when you could basically, you know, 
whack the word Star Wars on anything and you would yeah. just make bank. Well, George yeah. Lucas tries to pretend like it never existed yeah. because it has the original cast in it. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, like it's... I think it sort of was filmed at a time when Star Wars was still new, um, you know, it wasn't like merchandise as much as... Well, I guess the mm. toys were out, but it wasn't like George Lucas had this sort of protective covering over, you can't yeah. use them for this, can't use them for that. Mm. They're only in the Star Wars movies. So they appeared on The Muppet Show and they appeared on this <laughs> and they did all these other things. And now George Lucas tries to pretend like they never happened. Never, but yeah. if you haven't seen it, go back and watch The Muppet Show with the Star Wars cast. Okay. Really, really fun Probably stuff. Probably on YouTube. It'd be on YouTube, yeah, yeah. I've got the DVD of it somewhere. But yeah, it's cool. really, really fun. The Muppet Show with Luke Skull. <laughs> yeah. Han Solo's not in it. He wouldn't do it. But everyone else is in Yeah, that, that strikes me as very Harrison. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <That's> nah. Forget <laughs> it. Alrighty, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our review of Chapter 6 and Chapter 7 of Take It. Well, not of Take It. Of The Mandalorian <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Looking forward to Episode 8. Can't wait for that. Thanks Until again. the next time. Yes. Thanks again for listening, guys. See you.